transformation starts in your mind. What you think is what you feel is, is what, what you, you do. do. I'm Suman Mangra. And I'm Rose Body. Welcome, Welcome to Mind Your, your Thoughts Podcast. Podcast. Hi, and welcome to today's episode, Mind Your Universal Laws. So for a while now, myself and Rose, who I've got here with myself, uh, we have been wanting to discuss these universal laws because the ones that currently exist, there's quite a few of them. There's 12 actual universal laws, which we're going to be going through. Um, however, when I was doing my research, uh, there's actually some people have said there's 14. So we're going to cover the main 12 first and we may touch on the extra two. But because there's quite a few here, they intertwine with each other. And they're ones that myself and Rose use quite often in our lives in many different ways. And I think sometimes they get a bit blurred between what is covering what. So we just thought it would be fascinating to explore and discuss this because there's just so many layers to these universal laws. So welcome, Rose. I'd love to have your take on what your thoughts are on universal laws before we dive into these. Well, I know there's a lot of people talk about universal laws, but we um, we need to say that the universe is the creation of God. So these are actually God's laws, what he put in place for when he made creation and for things to happen in order. So that's my spin on them. It is um it is God's law of order for the universe. And obviously people call it the universal laws, but that's how I mean that's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I really I, like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's how I look at them. So yeah. Let's see where this goes. <clears throat> One of the things I was I'm just gonna say. Yeah. Um. On that. On the back of that, the way you've described that, and there might be some people, like you said, it's your own opinion on this one. And you know, for me, I do feel like I'm very closely connected with how you've described that. Um. I do feel like, and especially with the first law that we're going to discuss, it does very link closely to spirituality and godness and that type of area. Um. However, there's people out there that may not fully believe in that type of thing. And I think there's also people, even when I talk a lot about law of attraction, which of course is one of the laws, um, some people find it very like woo-woo or it's just like it's because you don't fully understand or grasp. It's not fully tangible, for example. Um, it's not fully understood or appreciated or even accepted uh, with many people. Um, one thing I just want to put in this space is there are a lot of scientists that have actually agreed upon these laws being part of what exists. I mean, the people always talk about the law of gravity. Now, that's not one of the part of these universal laws, funny enough, even though it is a law that is a science law. Um, but I do really believe that there is a link here. And when we're going to discuss them, I hope everybody keeps an open mind to how these operate in our lives. 
and find that connection. If you don't find the connection, that's absolutely fine too. You know, everybody is entitled to their own perception and their own opinions and beliefs. But we're here to just deep dive into these because it's things that we deeply follow and it is things that we have really resonated with. And that that's just something I want to kind of put a little disclaimer out there to begin with. Well, the the thing is the thing is that um, if you think about it, a lot of things is just natural. These are natural yeah. um, laws from when creation were here. Someone may not agree with it or may not understand it because they don't probably see how it it without you know going and naming and saying the different laws which we're going to go you know you'll go through the twelve. Um, mm -hmm. but when what happens with us most of these things are things that happen in our life on a day-to-day -day basis and people don't always connect the dots to say that's right. what it is and the thing is that it might not be called you might not call it a universal law you could call it something different you know what I mean it, but it's just yeah it could resonate like with gravity yeah, yeah just like you said gravity I mean gravity is not really gravity is a natural law because you know mm -hmm. what, if you if you go to the top of a building and jump off, trust me, gravity is bringing you down to the floor. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it is not, it's not just scientific, it's actually natural. You know what I mean? You are going to yeah. be thrown, pulled down because that's what gravity does. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. the, the thing is that I think, you know, people look at this as something woo-woo, but this is... You know, this is everyday occurrence in things that happen in life. It's not anything to do with woo-woo. I believe That's it's right. really creation. As I say, yeah. the universe is a creation out of the creator. So we have to, you know, for me, you know, I put in context, you know, I'm very, very spiritual and I have a very strong belief in God. And, um, you know, people say, oh, the universe has given me something well actually universe is actually the creation and yes it seems like it's the laws of the universe but actually it's the laws of the creator who created the universe and as i said not everybody will agree with that and i'm happy that's fine with me um but that's what i see and that's what i've learned but it doesn't mean that i'm right but i'm right for myself so okay i'm yeah. gonna pass over to you then, no, do you want to go through the 12 and then we can have a discussion about them and how they yeah. uh, may apply in people's lives so then they've got a real something sometimes people need something tangible to connect something that's right I think that examples and things really really help I really love what you shared there because I feel like when you gave that example of the law of gravity I would really like our listeners to think about these laws in this way that if you think of these things as just being, they just are, and it does impact you because it doesn't matter if you're a good person or a bad person. If you jump off a building, you will come to the ground type analogy. Um, It's the same thing. It doesn't matter if you're good or bad or whatever you're doing. These laws affect our lives and they impact our lives. And as I was actually looking into these further, it was really nice because I was really re revisiting these like I already knew about these and I talk about them on a regular basis. I don't even talk about them in the actual context that they are. But when I was coming through them and I was like, oh my God, I talk about this all the time, but I wouldn't have labeled it as that. 
So it's something that is definitely in our lives and will I I challenge the listeners to not relate to something or another in between all of these. So without further ado, I will jump into them. Uh, did you want me to list them all out and then we discuss them, um, Rose? Um, I'm happy well, to do that. Because you've spoken about 12, it would make sense that if you tell them, if you tell the, our listeners what the 12 are, that yep. would be good. Perfect. All right. So the first one is law of divine oneness. The second one is law of vibration. The third is law of correspondence. The fourth is law of attraction, my favorite. Um, <laughs> the fifth is law of inspired action. The sixth is law of perpetual transmutation of energy. Then we've got number seven, which is law of cause and effect. Number eight, law of compensation. Number nine is law of relativity. Number 10 is law of polarity. No, no, this one is Rose's favourite. And then we've got 11, which is law of rhythm. And number 12, which is law of gender. Now, with regards to the 14, I don't have those other additional two at hand right now. But I will I will locate them whilst I'm just in the middle of this uh, episode with you guys. So I can make sure I fill you in on that before the end of the episode. It's so, funny. It's funny that you um we've got two we've got some different laws okay so yeah i would say as another caveat is that different people if you go and do research different people have listed different laws That's i have right. a document that has 105 laws in which i came across many many moons ago and some of them are sub laws, and so, so some are main laws, some are sub laws. And yeah, um, yeah I'll be honest when you say this wrong, when I was watching certain videos, I found some underlying ones like law of forgiveness, for example. And um, there was there was definitely some sub laws, which myself and Rose are excited to maybe talk about in detail, maybe another time. But even right now, Rose, which ones will come up on your list compared to the list I've just read? So the um right the law of the law the law of divine one is what I've got it called the law of one and many. So it just shows that's, that very that's much the one, that's one. Yeah, yeah. It's it's every there's, label, so many, I think. there's so many variations of the different laws. Yeah. So this is this is the thing. There's so many very variations that you can't say there's only 12 or there's 14 or there's there's an order so one of the things i was going to say there's not i would not say there was an order because everybody's picks different laws and says the laws are this or the laws are that so i think that's where we need to just be um mindful, mindful. No, i appreciate that because i've just realized i'm looking at the one that i was looking previously at there's one that's come up which was law of gestation which That's I correct. actually I really, that. really love. I I um, and that one wasn't on my original list that I'd written. Um, there's another one that's come up, Law of Belief. I don't have that, but it was the Law of Gestation is the one which I know is one of the main ones. Yeah. So you yeah. said, 
repeat again which one was i'm just making as everybody knows i always love making my little notes throughout our episodes i'm always learning loads from yeah, the law of gestation <laughs> one um the law of correspondence the law of one and many which i think is the divine oneness it's just named differently no it's interesting to see these different ones that's fine what else did you have sorry rose no that's it that's it the, that's it that's it law of gestation yeah i haven't got the law i have to be honest the law of inspired action not got that and the law of correspondence yeah, so when what? I was actually doing my research, it actually came up as law of action. But when I was actually just looking on it, Google, like the first 12 laws, I thought, oh, well, they'll be similar. So it came up as inspired action. But I, I feel that's that's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, also, when I came across law of vibration, it was interesting because I found the law of vibration one, for me, linked to law of attraction, because I that's... always talk about vibration all the time. The one to do with perpetual transmutation of energy, which is a bit of a mouthful. The main word that jumps out to me is energy. Again, I talk yeah. about energy all the time and I link it to law of attraction. So mm -hmm. I, I find this very, very um interesting uh, when I was going through these individually. Um, yes. But I'd love to hear your take on these, uh, what came up for yourself, Rose. And well, the law of vibration. Yourself, always, if you wanna... yeah, yeah, the law of vibration I've always known as being a main law and the law of attraction is a, a sub-law of the law of vibration. Because if you think right. about it, how you vibrate and you oscillate is what you will attract. Because if you if you think about um sound, sounds that are similar will res things that are similar, you know what they say, birds of a flock, birds of a feather flock together. So if you're in the same vibration, energetic vibration, you'll tend to be in that sort of wave of attraction. So it all comes, it comes as a sub-law, is a law of attraction. Um, from what I have learned over the years, and as I said, okay. other people have no, other people have different things. Other people have yeah. different things, but that was that's one of the things that I will I I've know I've known about. Um, I mean, my my I have to say I will tell you my favorite laws. I have a couple of favorite laws. Actually, I've actually got yeah. three, and it's because I can see them. I use them in my life. Okay. So my three, my I'm not going to put them in any particular order. So the law of cause and effects is one. Yeah. Um, the law of uh the law of relativity. The reason most people are like, why is that? Because nothing is basically if i don't you know when people compare themselves i use this in a lot of my coaching when, i know you used it with myself many times so i definitely know this is one of your favorite ones yeah so when people compare themselves but how can you compare something nothing's big or nothing's small unless you've got something to compare it with yeah um so if i've got a box and it's the only box it won't know it's big or a small box it would just know it's, it's a box, box. Okay, That's but until right. somebody comes in with a smaller box or a bigger box, then it's got something to compare itself by. And then that's the way it becomes relative to that thing then, yeah? But then is it really right? Because, you know, that's the way I, I look at that anyway. So it's, it's about that thinking based on comparing the um, yeah it's interesting because when I was actually doing my research on that one I know that you still got another one that you're going to share mm -hmm. um just to jump in there is just because it reminded me of the comparison is not uh, it also helps and I use this a lot in my coaching 
if it, we usually compare ourselves to people who have got what we would like and we feel like we're not there yet and we feel less than but there's always people out there who have got less than yourself and so you've got to always appreciate where you're at because people are looking at you comparing themselves wishing they were you and sometimes we lose sight of that I just wanted to just add that but you should never compare yourself to somebody else because you will never be the same as somebody else so right. someone may be ahead of you in a game but they don't mean that there's anything wrong with that they're just on a different rung of the ladder than yourself and you can't compare yourself because it'd be like me comparing myself to my you know if I was going to say okay now I'm going to compare myself to my daughter well like I'm like 30 years you know x amount of years older than her what I would know and what she would know will be different and the things that she would know will still be different for me because of obviously technology and mm. um, there'll be things that she'll she'll know regarding for her generation so I cannot compare myself with somebody younger than myself I can't even compare myself with somebody of the same age of me because the things that will there'll be a lot of things that make us the same but there'll be a lot of things that make us different like where we come from our experiences in life and I may have experienced something in a way that was very positive and they may have experienced the same thing but experienced it negative this is why you've got two people in a conversation imagine you've got two people actually living actually let me use this example you've got two sisters growing up with their parents and they both have two different experiences about their dad. One's experience about the dad's very positive and one's very negative, but the dad did the same thing. So do you see when you in now comparing those together, they've had they've gone in two different directions of lifestyle because of what they perceive their experiences with their father is. So is that because of the father or is it because of how they thought about their experiences? And then if and you now try to relate, yeah, if you try now to relate them to say, okay, they're gonna um they're gonna relate each other against, compare each other against themselves, and they're from the same household, it's it doesn't work because they've had two different experiences based on their experience of the world and their perception of the world. And this is where these laws come in because if you understand that, this is how you change things in your life your experiences that's right situations would look different because of that i was just having a little look at what it said on this um i'm on a website called mindbodygreen.com it's an article that somebody's put up let me see what their name is it'll be right at the top let's give a shout out to this lovely person let's have a look sarah regan uh she's a spirituality and relationships editor this website so she's put about law of relativity it's just interesting to hear other people's thoughts on stuff and uh, she's put here this law suggests that we are inclined to compare things in our world but in reality everything is neutral relative relativism exists in all things and in the end meaning comes down to perspective and perception which is exactly what rose has just mentioned here it says how to apply it applying this law can help us understand the tougher parts of our lives with greater compassion for example, if we're feeling ungrateful for our living situation, it could be because we're comparing our arrangements with someone else's. Instead, we'd be better off appreciating what we have without needing to compare it to something else. So yeah. I think that's quite interesting because it's it's to make ourselves... I think this is what we're going to come down to when we 
when we dive into the rest of these, what, what, how to apply these, how can we make our lives and our minds better with this? Because we're all about the mindset here, aren't we? But yeah, I think this is a really great one. But I know you was in the middle of talking about your favourite one. So your first one you had said was um, the cause and effect. Yeah. Then you moved on to relativity and we went on to a bit of a tangent. But bringing right. ourselves back, what was the third one? I'm not going to say the third one yet. I'll just hold on. So with regard okay. to the law of relativity... So one of the things is that everything just is. There's there's no yep. comparison. But the sub-law to the law of relativity is the law of accurate thinking. But if you think about it, what you just said is the law of accurate thinking, which is oh, understanding right. how well this is this when that this then um actually works about accurate thinking is learning to think based on the laws of the cause and the cause and effect so i'm not going to go any further into that because when we start to say how to apply or i can tell you how that works okay yeah. so my my last but not least is the law of polarity meaning is yeah. that the law of polarity means that there is an equal and opposite of every situation so okay for example so if I'm thinking, um, I've put out, um, um, I'm trying to think of an example. I had an example and now it's just gone out of my head. But say I was in a negative situation. Say yeah. I'm in a negative situation. So we could it could be anything, a work situation, which is quite negative. And all I can see is the negative. Yeah. If you actually understand the law of polarity, you cannot just have one side of a situation, which most of us only focus on the one side, and it's usually mm -hmm. the bad side, but actually there's an yeah. equal and opposite good side. Now, actually, I can give you a really good example of this. When I was, I don't know if the, I don't know if I've said this on a podcast, but I was a bus driver for about two years. And I got to the point when I was, I wanted to go back in the office. I only did it as a an exercise to develop we say as coaches you know you can change your career and you can do anything and I was like I've always been in an office prior to coaching I've never done anything else different I wanted to do something different which was drive a large vehicle it didn't matter I could have become a trucker it could have been anything really but that's what I did but I got to the point where I was really not enjoying the job not because I didn't enjoy the driving because most anybody who gets on the bus know buses are very busy and sometimes you have school children getting on the bus and it gets really busy and it can be a bit stressful traffic and all the rest of it so I wasn't enjoying the job and I didn't want to go to work and then I was like trying to get away from the job yeah and when you're trying to run away from anything like all it does is chase you so I couldn't get another job although I'm really really qualified it holds on to you tighter exactly that's what happens anything you're running from always chases you you know yeah and if you're also, running, it it, um, anything you resist persists exactly and anything you're you're actually chasing is running from you and vice from versa yeah so you'll even chase or you're either chasing or you're being chased okay so I was like, okay, this is not happening for me. I really want to get away from this job. But the more I tried to apply for jobs, the more I didn't get anything because I was so wanting to get away. I relate so, to this as well. It's happened in my life as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what I did was I just decided, knowing the laws, because obviously I had been doing coaching and that then when I 
decided to do this little experiment that's what I call it um I decided to use the law of polarity and said well I've got to find the equal and opposite of the not liking it so what can I do to find the way of liking the job so I was like okay I really love the old people when they get on the bus they're always pleasant people get on and they're pleasant um I really like driving so I started to think of Every time I was like, oh, I don't like this job, I don't want to be here. I thought of all the things that were on the opposite side, which were good about the job. You know what I mean? Um, I'd have time to be able to sit and do writing because we'd have four hour breaks. You'd be on duty in the morning and in the afternoon, so I could use that. So I started to think of everything. And what happened is that within no time at all, I ended up finding another job and I was able to leave. Because the same role. That definitely is, and I'm I'm sure I've shared my experience as well. Uh, but that is exactly what I did. The irony being, I never like, I never looked at it from the point of view of law polarity. But now the way you've described it, that is exactly what I did. So for me, it was exactly the same. If it's okay for me to share here, because I know you, was, I think you was in the middle of finishing off. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. So um, what happened was I um. I was really desperate for work once upon a time. This was uh, many years ago now. I think this probably 13, 14 years ago. But I'd just been made redundant. I was two, three months out of work. I had all these like expenses piling up. And I was like, I'm so educated. I've got such a sk good skill set. I've had so much experience. How am I struggling to get a job? I was applying for like 10, 15, 20 jobs a day. Um, and the funny thing was at that time, I was I had only just come across law of attraction I think then and when I started realizing I didn't I didn't fully grasp it but I kept on saying I'll, I'll do any job but just not a sales job not a sales job not a sales job but what I was actually attracting to myself was a sales job because funny enough somebody phoned me I said we saw your CV we could we'd like to offer you an interview I thought okay what's it for but like it's a sales job I was like okay then I kind of went around half-heartedly to this interview hoping they won't accept me but they accepted me uh, a year into the job, I was in a space where I was just like, I've given it a goal, but this just isn't for me. Over that year, I developed a lot more understanding of the law of attraction for myself. And so in there, I used it what I thought at the time was the law of attraction principles about, you know, you're going to attract what you are. If you don't like these things about the job, you're going to attract more of that kind of thing in your life. And I was like, well, what do I like about the job so I can attract that into my life more and more? So it was weird, but it was the same. It was actually the same process. The way you described that, Rose, I literally sat there and thought, okay, these are the things I don't like about a job. And what I did was I switched it over to be like, this is what I want in my new job. And I started talking about it as if I've already got it. So in my new job, I, I was working unsociable hours, right? I was working until I was leaving the house 10 o'clock in the morning, getting home 10 o'clock at night. I had no life. I was catching three buses to get to this job. My commute was just dismal really dismal especially in the evenings um I was working weekends as well um and just the ta the nature of the job is very like taxing for people who do it hats off to you and people who are really good at it um I was okay with it but it wasn't like it just definitely wasn't my passion um and just there was loads of little things like that and even like my manager was a bit weird and all of these things however so I put it into context I was like well I want to have a job where I am working in the city centre because I want to start working back to the city centre. I was working in the middle of the skits. Um, I wanted to have an easier commute. I wanted to, ironically, I actually went down to the T. I was saying I wanted to be near the tram stop where I used to get the tram into the city centre. 
And I was like, I want to work for a established company with an established name. The biggest thing for me was I wanted the sociable hours. I want to work Monday to Friday, nine to five sociable hours. And um, there was a couple of other things as well. Now, when it came to the job, the things that I really disliked, I started to really having to pull out from myself. But there is things that you like about this job. Focus on what you like. And I literally wrote a whole list. I love the friends that I made there. There were people that were amazing. I had such a laugh with. They made my day go by so easily. Like, honestly, like, I still remember them till today. And I still got good friendships with most of them as well. Um, I enjoyed the fact that it was bringing money into my account versus when I was out of work. You know, and they paid quite handsomely with their overtime and their bonuses. I could not complain about that. So it put me in a space where the money was allowing me to have other freedoms in my life, like things I wanted to put the money towards. Um, and then also the fact that I was employed, the fact that I was actually out and about doing something rather than sitting at home, twiddling my thumbs and not utilising my skills at all. You know, it's giving me something to actually productively, actively do. Um, so there was quite a few things that I listed that I actually really did like about the job. So those things then, when I, at that point, at the end of that year, when I applied for a job, the first job I applied for got straight away versus at the beginning, a year before, when, before I got that job, I was applying for jobs left, right and centre. And with that mindset and energy, I wasn't getting anywhere. So I really, honestly, I really appreciate your share there. And I just wanted to echo that. I'm hoping our listeners will take something away from this somewhere and uh, make some changes for themselves where they want. That's it. That's it. I mean, yeah, the thing is that I suppose it's focusing on, I suppose what I did different from you is that I was looking at, looking for the opposite of the the issue that I was having. So me not wanting to be there, there had to be a positive side of me being there. And, and so I was finding the positive side where for you, what I heard is that you made a list of the things you wanted. So you match the vibration, which is where the attraction comes in. Just, yeah? yeah. So that's yeah, what me it was. Yeah, it was like, um, it might be the one that's also perpetual transmutation of energies to do with our thoughts, vibration and the uh, echoing of what we put out into the universe with our minds. But it was... Yeah, it was, like I say, for me, it's always been a bit of a blurred uh, overlap of quite a few of these different yes. laws. And I think there's quite a few different laws at play with um, the process that I took. But I definitely resonated with the whole what did what what is good about this job? Because I had to look at those things because I knew if I keep talking about the things that I'm complaining about, I weren't going to manifest anything from that. That was just yeah. my perception. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's looking for the opposite side of so if you have. It's like a person saying, I have no money, but there must be a side where you do have money. Yeah, so where's yep. the opposite of that coin? Then where's the opposite of you not having no money? So maybe you have money. To, so, I mean, in our field as coaches, you know, people come to us to to um for their development. But what a lot of people will tend to do and say is that they haven't got money for the coaching but it's an investment in themselves so most people say well I don't have any money but the thing is that it's actually that you don't not you do not not have money but you don't have the money for this but if it was something else you would find that you'd have the money and that's the opposite that's saying so the money's there it's just where you decide you want to put it so yeah you can say well I don't have the money but then somebody says oh let's go to have a party or something and you go down the road for a drink with your friend do you know it's not because you don't have the money 
I love that you brought this up, Rose, because just today I saw a friend of mine post it on Facebook and it was along the lines of, and this isn't word, word for word, but the gist of it was, you will find £100 too expensive to buy healthy foods, but you will find £100 okay on a dinner date to spend in a restaurant. You know, you will find £280 for a personal development workshop expensive. However, £280 for a designer handbag will be like, that's fine. Isn't it interesting? So, yeah, yeah I, uh, it was funny that I read that this morning and then you brought it up in the episode today. But it's about values. So mm. these are some of the things that work with. Yeah, I think at the end of that post, the, the key was where's your priority and where do you want to direct yourself in life now, which is what a person yeah. values. At that time, yeah. personal development might not be as valuable as having that time with a family member. So we have to yeah. look at it like that. So awesome. if we if we look at it in a way of which is where the law of cause and effect comes in. Mm. If we look at it in the way of shaming somebody, where mm. how are we causing what kind of effects are we causing on that mm -hmm. person? And the mm. root cause of them not wanting to do a personal development, maybe something else is going on which is more important, and then there's an effect, but you some us putting out a post like that could the reaction could be totally different and that's the effect yeah, no, there were actually other examples on that particular post which was quite interesting because it was to do with like your fitness and exercise as well it said 60 minutes in the gym feels long but 60 minutes on netflix you're like i'm ready to watch the next episode so it gave a lot of different examples but what i will say definitely in the terms of the personal development one particularly because i think that's related to yourself and myself the work that we do i think sometimes it also what you just said about values sometimes there's uh, that perceived values not there because there's not an understanding of what that value would bring to them because if a person's never done personal development before they don't have the experience of it so they don't understand how it will help them so when they don't have that in their life they will only like you say go by what's going on in their life at the moment and the other stuff that's predominantly in their life and you know should I say prominent in their life um that's what's going to take up more of their energy and time and their values and their priority but that's where we come in as educators because yeah, person, you don't know what you don't know yeah that's this is so, it and this is us included saying, you know? that's what we come in as educators because a person doesn't know what they don't know what I don't know I just don't know do you get what I'm saying? So if somebody's got an issue in their life and they're listening to us doing this about universal laws and now mm -hmm. they realise that universal laws are um, things that happen on a daily basis but they've never noticed it, we've now educated them to see the value in that. So sometimes what happens is that a person will need personal development because they have got things going on. But if you're not selling if you're not showing them the benefits and what it can do for them they're not going mm -hmm. to know and this is the cause and effect for us as coaches so yeah, we're not right, doing yeah. what needs to be done we're not going to get the we're not going to get the effect of people coming on board if we're not showing them what then we need to show them which is the cause we're causing that to be this is the reason so we we you know we, it's about being purposeful as well so there's two sides to every story which is polarity so i was learning I um, obviously polarity is my third and the one that my favorite but i have been learning personal development before personal development 
because the saying I've said, the two sides to every story, I learned that from my grandma who's passed away over 30 odd years. So she was telling, teaching me about these laws and personal development before personal development was a thing. I love so, that. So that's the three that I, I'm really interested in. So cause and effect, polarity, and law of relativity. So now I'll see when I'm going to pass it to you. Do you have three favourites? I know one of them already. Yeah, I think before I go into mine, I did want to just say one thing about the um the side of it, which was the cause and effect one. This was one that's actually, even in my NLP course for my neuro-linguistic programming, was one of the first things that we're taught there about how cause and effect works and that everything's connected in that way. And I'm pretty sure it's uh, Einstein has the law as well. I don't know which one it is, but I'm pretty sure he's talked a lot around about cause and effect in his work as well. So it's a very, I think it's a very important one in our life to try and understand. So my favourites, I mean, this is saying now, because I can't really say, if I'm honest with you, I all of these for me are very very important and rel relative but of course law of attraction is my first and foremost again I don't really have an order of these but I know law of attraction is what I'm about what I market myself on and what I feel like I learned the most about which is why that's what tends to come out of my mouth the most uh, law of vibration is closely connected with that like you've said from your perception law of vibration is first law of attraction seems to be a sub uh, law um, for myself they're they're both on par with each other. They're both linked. Um, then the law of attraction is also linked to the inspired action. So you've got the whole, the action that you take on the back of the way, you're changing the way you're thinking about things so you can bring them about to attract it in your life. You want to vibrate at that level to bring it in your life. Guess what? You need to also take those actionable steps as well to bring it about in your life. Um, I will then loosely move over to the transmutation of energy i feel like that's the thought one again let me see what this lady has said on her um one here just to see if there's a way that she's described it that might be a bit different so she's put here uh, this law states on an energetic level everything in the universe is constantly evolving or fluctuating uh, every action is preceded by a thought with thoughts themselves having the power of eventually manifesting in our physical reality have you ever been around a negative person and felt your own positivity depleting? This is one example, but it can work the other way around. Higher frequencies transmute lower ones when applied with intention. How to apply it? Knowing this, we can actively seek to uplift negative energy around us by maintaining positive thoughts and actions. So I feel like that is very much for me. Again, it kind of echoes law of attraction to me. Um, but I do love the one of law of compensation, the divine oneness as well, for sure divine oneness is i think ultimate to be honest i mean it's something i talk about i talk about in certain spaces i'm very mindful who i talk to what about at times i'm very selective nowadays um i think this is a nice space to kind of talk a little bit about it so people get a little bit insight of my thoughts on it but i absolutely have always come across whatever like even from a religious basis it's like even in the Seek Gurbani, it's a it's a massive one in the Hindu texts as well. It's big. We're all part of the one thing. Um, you know, Guru Nanak, he talks about Ekonkar. Ek means one. Ekonkar means there is one God. There is one. We are only all one and we're all part of the same thing. There's a um there's a verse in the Gurbani as well that speaks along the lines of 
if you think of all us being different objects of gold, say that we were, if you describe a person as, you know, someone's like a gold bracelet, someone's like a pair of gold earrings, someone's like a gold necklace, we may all look different. But eventually, when you meet it all down, uh, I think another example in the Gurbani and other religious texts has talked about being drops of the ocean and being separate, but actually we're all the same. So I think this oneness is something that's very deep. I think it takes time for people to digest and understand what that fully means. Yeah. I think sometimes some people find it a bit hard to understand this because I've come across the space where it's like, yeah, but Nelly across the street annoys me every time I see her. You're trying to say I'm the same as her. And it's like, yeah, we are of the one thing. You may not want to hear it, but I believe in this thing about like, I can't remember how I've talked about it before, but like fragmented souls. I like to talk about our souls all being intertwined and being part of the one in this same mindset. And that just because Nelly might be a fragmented part of this and feel separate to you is actually part of the same makeup and you may not want to, and you know, <laughs> agree with that in this physical world. But just in a spiritual sense, if we can start understanding these things, they can actually bring about massive changes to the way we perceive things and feel about stuff and believe other things. Like, I think it has a knock-on domino effect. But again, that's just my little two-bit on oneness. Well, on oneness, what I would say, I put it from a different perspective, right? So you know how you said, Nelly over the road would annoy you, yeah? Nelly over the roads is the lady who's here to teach you something and that's where the connection comes in. So that person could come into your life for something positive or negative, but it's never negative, it's all positive because they their irritation is about growing you. I know in this world we all... Yeah, I think the biggest thing there is learning. Physical. Even if it's a negative thing or that's, perceived that's, negative. That's right. Because nothing is actually negative. It's only negative because we, which is where the law, of re we relate it to be something negative yeah. because of something that we've okay. put in our mind or yeah. that we've learned, that we've connected to be negative. So the thing is that there's really nothing negative. And if you're coming from the perspective of oneness, and if I would say from God, from Yahuwah, if you're coming from that point and you're looking at it of oneness, we're all from the set, we're all parts of the same thing, one God. Now, from we coming from that point, all of us are here to learn something. And those people who rub us the wrong way, we don't actually grow in good times, you know that, because you we yeah. do not grow in good times. Good times mm -hmm. we maintain growth is not in good times. It's like, yeah, this is great, forget about the growing. We grow in rough times, and this is why we have Nelly down the road. And sorry, Nelly, if anybody's listening, call Nelly. We're not saying that. Yeah, it's just a made-up example. Yeah, it's just a made-up example. And um, that person is there to help you on your next, your next level of growth to go up. I, as I use it, I always use it as a ladder. Your next rung on the ladder. So they are there for that, to push you to that point. So you have to go through yeah. that. And that's where the oneness comes in for me. So I'm coming from that point. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think it that reminds me a lot. Like um, two things came up for me there. The whole um, contrast that we need in the world. So like you say, relativity, when you 
have a comparison, you need a contrast. Sometimes contrast is in our life for a reason. I know Abraham Hicks speaks a lot about this contrast in the world. Um, also, when we the more we start working towards what we want, you might see the opposite thing come in front of you. For the example that it's got in Askani is given um, Abraham Hicks' book. Uh, they talk about, say you want more peace and you start trying to work on really being more peaceful yourself and having peace in your life and responding in a peaceful way to people around you. You might come across people get agitated and angry around you a lot and you see arguments and like the opposite happening and you're thinking, this is not what I was wanted. I wanted peace. But it's because all it is is the universe is just showing you a contrast of this is what you want less of. So you can re you can understand what you want more what you want more of. Um again, not many people always understand this concept, but I just thought the contrast thing was there, what you've said. And the other thing that came to me was when um there's an example always made of everything like if um you know if seeds are to grow they need to be put into the ground and they need to be like you know i don't can't remember what the exact term is like agriculturally but they don't you can't just you know gently put them in the ground they sometimes have to have a lot of terminalous things happening to make sure they're dug deep um you, you get this as well example with diamonds it's like coal needs to be crushed in order for the diamond to be formed Correct. and you know for the diamond to come out so pressure is needed That's so these kind of things like the pressures we have uh in our, our, our mental and emotional lives as well is it works the same way it's, it's refining us and it, and it's making us better if if we choose to respond to it in that way so again how to apply it is Let's react to this in a positive way. Use the law of polarity, the relativity law and the oneness law. And let's um, utilize it to our benefit. I think all of these are here for our benefit. And I think more people, the more you can understand it. It's like you said about the example about people not understanding what we necessarily do. And we need to educate them. I'm hoping that we can use this platform to hopefully educate a lot more people on how you can utilize these laws in your favor. Because they're constantly there anyways. And most of the time we're using them in a not so you know positive way we're always yeah, using we're them we're always using them you know it reminds me of i asked recently a question to my little group of um positive vibers i've got um and i said to them oh, on my website i want to add a section for frequently asked questions um and it would be really nice to hear your lots of thoughts on what kind of questions might people want to answer for because i have my perception but sometimes from the client's point of view might be totally different and somebody did ask me about this about um how, how do we know that your um coaching works or um do you always have to be happy or positive to manifest things and there was interesting questions that came up but it did make me think that actually yeah um it talked it made me go down that track of there's a need for that little bit of education to let people understand that actually because one person said what if you can't manifest you're not able to manifest i'm not, I'm not but everybody manifests you either manifest manifesting if you look when things are happening that you're not happy about you yeah. don't want to be bringing about you're you manifesting always, it the, the thing is yeah. that people always say this right but life is like this when you make no decision you are making a decision yeah, <laughs> yeah. so not making a decision is a decision in itself so if you say you can't manifest you exactly you are manifesting all the things you say you can't, the things you don't want, yeah? Yeah. What's happening is that you're doing it by default. Yeah. So the difference, what we're trying to do here is educate on those laws that are natural laws, yeah? 
so that people are not doing it from a default, but they're doing it from a choice. Yeah, from a decision. Doing something from a decision, should I say, a choice is you've got a choice to do one of two things. A decision is a definitive thing. So you're now doing it from that point instead of doing it from the point of, oh, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to make a decision because I don't want to choose. Well, you're choosing. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Because you, you're not making a decision. So people yeah. say, well, I'm not going to, okay, well, um, I don't know. I'm, I can't choose. You choose for me. Well, you've made a decision for somebody else to do something for you. To, to drive the seat, to drive the car for you and you'll be in the back seat. You're making a decision. What happens is that if you don't understand you're making a decision, everything you do is a decision, even though you don't know it. So you're working from defaults. And working from default, that means you'll get anything that is available, but it might not be what you want. That's the difference. And that's where yeah. these understanding these laws is. so if you're not making a decision you think think about it in the law of polarity then you go okay then i'm in a not a great relationship with this person but i'm not going to choose to leave i i, I have no option to stay you you've already said your option is just a negative there's no good yeah. option out there because you don't know no different but when you're at the point of saying well actually and again, I would tell you this from my growing up. My grandma always told me there's good, there's better, and there's best. That means that you've all, if, if you choose and you think you've got good, there's actually something better. But it's where you decide to stop. So there's always more. But where mm -hmm. you are, if you decide to stay where you are, you're saying there's no other options, but there is always an option. But if you're working by default, you won't know there's an option and an option that you want because you're just going by what you think's there or what you've already had or what you only know. And this is where I said you don't know what you don't know. So, yeah, so th mm -hmm. th there's, there's all of that that brought into this. We may be talking about universal laws, but really it's actually how you live your life. When we really understand about life, mm -hmm. this is how we will then start living life from a place of I'm in control instead of I'm out of control. Yeah. Yeah. And when I say control, I don't mean controlling anybody else, but controlling yourself, the way you think, the, the way the decisions mm -hmm. you make, the way you show up in the world. That's the difference. Because mm -hmm. yeah. it's all, um, it's a numbers game. The more you be a certain way, the more times you show up a certain way, the more, likely you're going to get xyz results you know it's um it's a given it's going to happen like momentum you know so yeah what, if you think of most of us we have momentum in one direction or the other so there's mm -hmm. not a there's not a, a gray area momentum we, where we just sit there in the middle no we're either we're either going towards what we want or mm -hmm. we're moving away from what we want yeah and moving yeah. away normally is normally the negative what we don't want moving towards what we want is normally the positive of what we want but both exist you can never get yeah. away you can never be all positive because if you're all positive you're going to miss out something and if you're all negative you're going to mm -hmm. miss out something it's about having the balance because life is not one way 
However, living from the point of what we're talking about in the laws is about understanding about that and then being able to choose. Yeah, there is the negative, but actually this negative is happening, but actually there's an equal and opposite of that negative is going to happen on the other side, whatever that looks like. And then obviously, if we look at things like then the cause and effect, if I do this, it will cause that and this will be the effect. If I take this action, I will then get this result, which is the effect. And then that effect will now be another cause because you'll be moving from there. So if I do nothing, yeah. my effect will be nothing. And then I will still be working with nothing. <laughs> Do you get where I'm coming from? And that's what most people don't understand. Yeah. And I I really um loved how you said that. I mean, I always say this throughout. I think people get might get tired of me saying it all the time, but I always love the way you describe things and talk about things because it always gives me that extra like way of reminding me of stuff or, you know, giving me something new as well at times. But it this, what you've just described, is something, again, takes me back to my, NLP course that I did and we had these like um working with each other because we had to coach each other when we were training and in that we had to work uh with other people and it was all about oh if you're working on something and you want to get a goal in your life is it a towards goal or an away from goal so we had this thing about away from and towards and the away was from away from pain and the towards was towards the pleasure or the positive and a massive example was like they spoke about the, the trainers themselves um, they spoke about, they used to go to Goa a lot and there was their driver who was this huge chap. All of a sudden they went like one year and he was skinny as anything and they're like, what happened to you? And he's like, oh, somebody his own age had had an heart attack. And so it got him thinking. So his motivations was, there was the motivation of running away from the negative of, I don't want a heart attack, I don't want to die, I don't want to have issues like that. So it made him be you know more healthy but then the other side of the coin is and again rel relativity here um and possibly even polarity again maybe you can say what you think on this one rose but the other side of it is that being healthy gives me a longer life it's going to give me a longer life happier life healthier life i can do more i can be more you know um i'll, I'll just have a lot less complications when i'm older as well so yeah you've got these two different sides of the two different ways of looking at it and um yeah absolutely this drives us in life and I'm all about the psychology between behind should I say um what drives us our motivations and our, our habits what makes us do more of what we do what makes us do less of what we should be doing you know these things are very um, interesting to see but I think you and me both we apply it to ourselves first and foremost before we we will go around preaching anything to anybody um I think that's massive as well as a coach practice 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 what you preach is, yeah. is um again my grandma drummed <laughs> that in me when I was a young, yeah. <laughs> young girl yeah. but yeah you should practice what you preach and then how would we I mean I would say how would we know that these things work if we haven't practiced them as I said I do this especially with the law of polarity I do it all the time so if something is happening that I'm not pleased about I will say well where is the equal and opposite of the thing I want where is it because it's got to be there because this is a law yeah. so I will mm. ask where is it and most of the time once you've done that and you're aware that it has to be present that opportunity has to be present you start to search for it but if you're not aware of it you can't search for it so that's why how I use that and then I also know that if I if I do this 
it will cause that and then that effect and I'll have that result. But if I don't do that, I won't get that result. So I'll always go through the, if I do A, I will get B. But if I decide not to do A and decide to do Y instead, I'll get Z. And then I'll think, well, do I want Z result or do I want B result? And that's how I go about, does that make sense? Yeah. So that's how I go. That's how I go about it. Now, I didn't, when I was doing all of this, as I said, some of this I knew as a child because my grandma will say, do you remember, if you do that, this is going to happen. That's going to be the result mm. and you have to live with your result. Yeah? Yeah. So some of those things I learned from being a child but didn't know they related to these things. Becoming an adult yeah. and then getting into this space I'm like, gave you that context. Hmm, my grandma knew this a long time ago. Do you, do you know what I mean? So that's probably why I understand it so much because she was teaching me that when I was young, but I didn't relate it to any of that. So some of it yeah. is like quite natural for me, hmm. but I have used it the opposite way as well. I've used it the wrong way because I didn't know because I was using it default because I've, I've done that. I have to be honest, you know, I've gone through the conversation. Even I have, and many of our listeners would have. Yeah, exactly. But we still do that because there's things probably that I still do. Example, the law of gestation. The law of gestation is like, I'll just give you the example. Um, Louise Hay gives a really good example about this, going to a restaurant, going to a restaurant, and sitting down, you've done your order and you sit and wait for your order. You don't keep going to the the, the waitress. Excuse me, when's my meal going to be ready? Now, that's the law of gestation. So if we think about a baby, baby's nine months. Yeah. So it takes nine months for that baby to come about. Yeah. Your food, maybe half an hour, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. We get a goal and most of us goes, where's the goal? It's not happening yet. I've shifted two bits of paper, just an example. And I want now to have the business. And you're like, business has not happened. Where's the business? Where's this? Where's that? Because we're not giving it time because everything has a gestation period. Yeah. Mm. Now I've done that myself, like no patience gone. Where's that thing? That should have happened now. I should have had this result by now. I should have had that. But actually it has a time. Some things mm. are quick and some things are slow, but then the quickness and slowness also relates to things like the law of vibration. Because am I vibrating on this? Am I am I actually a match for that energy to get that thing in a faster time? Maybe no, I'm not. So it's taking me a little bit longer because I'm like the vibration today, the energy's there, but like for three days there's no energy. Then I get to you get to next week Friday, the energy's there again. Ain't gonna come quick, but if the energy's there consistently and building momentum, it may come to you quicker. However, some things won't because a baby will still take nine months. Yes, some babies come early, but usually it takes nine months. Did you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's how understanding these things, which are actually just natural things in life. That's what that's what we're trying to educate people to see that this is something that happens in your life every day. Yeah, I think the gestation one was also something touched upon in the secret by Rhonda Byrne. Um when they're like actually um 
some people are worried that if I think something then, is that going to happen straight away? No, because of this law of gestation, it gives you time to adjust things and make them a bit more accurate and right for yourself. For example, in, in the movie, it's quite a funny example. A person's like, if I thought of an elephant, is an elephant going to be in my room straight away? Oh, yes, and it has an image of an elephant being in that person's room. But he says, thankfully, because of this gestation, things, even if like some people get worried, if I think a negative thing is that going to happen straight away? No, there's a bit of time period sometimes for some things. Um, and this was, again, links to when I asked about the FAQs for my website. Somebody said, how quickly can you manifest? How quickly will I get my goal? And this was exactly the answer that I had that I got. I'm in the middle of just fine tuning it for the website. But it was along the same lines that it depends totally on a number of different factors. but. There's always going to be time for um, a different time frame, depending on what it is. If you want a cup of tea, you could, you might be able to manifest that in 10 minutes. If it's £10, you might manifest that in a day. If it's a million pounds, that might take a bit longer than a cup of tea. You know, if it's your business to be launched, it's, it's for you want 20 customers in through your door. Again, the type of business. Um, and something that it linked to what you said previously before we started speaking about the law of gestation, I think it was when you was talking about, I think it was cause and effect again, you were saying about your grandmother had taught you from a young age, if you do this, this is going to happen. As you were saying that, what came to my head was a few years ago, I was working for a company, a really big company, and they were like getting, at one point they were getting, um, they had the, what they call marketing switched on. They had all these different uh, marketing avenues open up and they were putting out a lot of marketing content. In result for that, they were getting a lot of queries, a lot of, people ringing them, messaging them, you know, wanting to know about the the business. And so they didn't have enough sales force to, equipped to deal with so many incoming inquiries. And they were a bit overwhelmed. So they're like, we need to turn the marketing down or they need to switch the marketing off. It, it's the terminology that they were using. But yeah. whatever they were doing behind the scenes with their online algorithms and stuff, they knew they had to slow that down to slow down the cause and effect of the effect of the, the leads they were getting and um, then they were doing another thing when they're like, well, if we're, we need to have enough leads, come, we need enough staff, we need to recruit more cause and effect. Let's recruit more people. We've got more people to handle more queries. So queries get dealt with quicker, et cetera, et cetera. So there was a whole, you know, cycle there too. So even on a business form, you know, it's it's there in our lives in so many different ways, oh, you know, okay. and that's yeah. another example I wanted to share, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how we don't realise that's what I was saying at the beginning we were saying people say, oh, these are woo-woo. But the truthfully, if you look at it, if you didn't call them the laws of universe, laws of the universe and you didn't mm -hmm. want to use that term and they were that actually part of life because you can see them, you can see them. We've talked about real examples of where they fit. It's, it is here. If you don't want to use the universe, this is part of life. That's it's right. how we live life you know everybody mm -hmm. knows if you don't if you if you if your child does not go to school or you don't send your child to school you will get in trouble it is cause and effect the cause is that the child didn't go to school the effect is you get in trouble <laughs> do you get what i'm saying <laughs> yeah but again when you was talking about the gestation we can use it in weight i you can sit at home and every day have one cake. Every day you eat a cake, but you eat it consistently every day. So you have this nice, juicy, big cake every day for a whole year. And you don't do any exercise. 
trust me, that cake every day has built momentum and the time you will get the, you will definitely get the effects of that cake. The cause is what that cake, yeah. does, which is put on the weight. Now, the same goes for the exercise. If you exercise every day, yeah, regularly, and you did it for a year, you will have the body you want because you've built momentum. This is the cause. Yeah. So the I cause is you go to exercise, the effect is the great body. You eat the cake, well, obviously <laughs> the effect is that it's really nice, but at the end, something else. you got the calories that are coming in, yeah. That's it. And so, that's also that, that actually links to me to where I learned that example. It was a burger example that somebody gave about eating a burger every day for compound effect. Um, and yeah. Yeah, this isn't necessarily described as a law, but I, I would imagine this is a sub part of then that gestation, what you've just described. The compound effect is when you do things over a period of time, it will add up to something which directionally adds up to is what depends on what you're doing. <laughs> you know, whether it's the exercise or is it eating the cake or the burger. Yeah. Um, I know we're coming towards the close shortly now. I did want to just tap on the law of compensation. It was something that I thought was a really good one. Um, and I just feel like as much as we've not been able to go into depth in each of these ones yet, but I feel like this calls for maybe another episode. I think we'll have to um, do that because there's just, yeah, we I haven't just, even gone through all 12 of them. No, we haven't. <laughs> I was just going to say on that one though, Um, what's your thoughts on law of compensation? You know what? I don't know much about this law. I have heard things, so I'm not going to, for me that's okay I'll, I'll probably jump I'll in let you go. Yeah. my thoughts yeah um so again I'll, I'll i'll start off with what this website says again it's mindbodygreen.com I'll, I'll put the link in our um description um so it says law of compensation relates closely to the law of attraction and the law of correspondence you reap what you sow uh is the main takeaway with the law stating your efforts will always come back to you positively so this reminds me of law of karma again not stated as a law but I feel like it is this law. Um, if you're seeking something, you must contribute in some way towards your goal. Again, linked to law of action, I think, as well. Um, how to apply it. Work with this law in a manner that attracts or compensates for love and support. For example, Kaiser suggests asking yourself, where am I being called to serve and support others today? Now, another video I was watching was talking about this one in terms of the more effort you put into something, the more you will be compensated for it. The more you give to a situation or you're helping someone out, the more you will get back in return. Now, for me, the law of karma has always worked. It might not be in this, the context you think you're going to receive it, but you will get it back in a different way. And 100% this has happened in my life for many different things. Like, I'm like, oh my God, that's come back to me. But not just positive stuff, negative as well. Mm -hmm. Another example I'll give of this, and it's a weird one because we just come out of Christmas at the time of recording this episode. Um, I had a situation where somebody... Somebody criticised a gift that I got them. They're a bit like, this isn't the kind of gift I'm happy with or it's not practical for me. And I was a bit annoyed with it, but someone else said to me, oh my God, that's really horrible. Like, you should have said, told them off. Like, so look at all the love and effort you went into going and getting some. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it on the chin because there's been a time when I've criticised certain gifts that I've got to certain people, especially like with my husband at times. I'm like, I've got me that for, I don't see the point of that. And I thought, you know what? My karma is that somebody was going to do that to me. It was going to happen. And equally, at that same point, somebody was sharing with me. And I'm not going to say any names here, as I never do. I'm always like, very mindful of confidentiality. But they had a similar example. They were like, 
oh um so and so got me this gift but why have they got me this gift but i don't like things like this so they were given this thing that was a heart-shaped gift and they said they don't like heart-shaped things right and i was just thinking to myself and i know this person actually listens to the episode so <laughs> i hope they don't mind me sharing this example hopefully some insight for them on the back of this example but they turned around and said, I don't like heart-shaped stuff, but I appreciate the gift. But I, don't, I really cringe. I find it a bit tacky, heart-shaped things. I said, okay. Then that same person turned around and said, oh, I got my dad this thing. And straight away, he criticised it and said X, Y, Z about this thing that she'd got a dad. And I thought, I thought in my head, well, isn't it funny that you didn't fully like something that something was given to you. You didn't necessarily criticise it, but you did to me, not necessarily to the person who gifted it to you. But then you've gifted something to your dad and then you were criticised for it. But I thought, it's what we do in life you know sometimes what we're giving out is what we're going to get back when you do good you'll get good back when you're doing if you like creating arguments all the time guess what you're going to manifest more arguments for myself this is why i do feel like this compensation one is closely related to law of karma and law of attraction for me but yeah just so uh, i really wanted to just squeeze that in there because um, i thought it was an interesting one you know it's funny because i i when i'm hearing you speak about that there's a law called the law of reciprocity. I can never say the yes, word. I can never say the word either. So I think that law. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the same law. Yeah, it is, I think. Yeah, that's why I was like, well, I don't know it as law compensation. That's, but it's it's true. So um, what you reap, and there some people call it the law of reaping and sowing. That's what I know it as which again is from the Bible, it's a biblical term anyway. You you reap what you sow. And that was something my, I was always told as a child as well. You reap what you sow. So yeah. For I me do... as well though, the one is also when someone does something for someone, you have an inkling to want to do something back for someone. Yeah. And this is a little bit, to me, what it links to is you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. <laughs> so it's almost like, you know, when somebody's giving you time of day for something or Maybe somebody in my world, I get it, where I've 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 lent an ear to somebody because they've got something going on in their life. They really want to get it off the chest. They vent to me and I give them, the, I hold that space for them. I generally do that in my work anyway. So it's very quite easy for me to do. Um, but equally, when I have something I want to talk about or vent about, I will go to that person and they will hold space for me too. Because I'll be like, do you know what? Someone gives me so much time all the time whenever I'm moaning about this thing. The least I can do is listen to her back. So like even recently, I did a favor for somebody Um in, in a different context work-wise I opened them up to a certain opportunity work-related and all of a sudden they wanted to help me with my business because they had this urge all of a sudden that you helped me so massively in my business I want to help you in your business so for me reciprocity is a bit tiny bit different I hope I'm saying that right the word I was actually just trying to look at uh, the way to say it online right now yeah so was I, <laughs> so, so was I. <laughs> but the main thing is this that the, the back of that for me is yeah, when you do things for others, they will do that back. But it works again both but ways. If, suppose... if you go to a wedding or a party and you ignore someone, you know what? Next time they're like, I'm going to ignore you. It's. I think for me, it's but a bit it's, of that. I think it's still the same because it's reaping and sowing. So whatever you sow, you will yeah. get back. So it's the same That's to right. me. I can't. There's no difference because compensate. I suppose the word may change it because you're saying you're being compensated. You work, work law of compensation, but I would look at it like this: whatever you reap, you will sow. So if you sow bad seeds, you will reap bad seeds. Yeah. So you will get compensated for what you give, and that's the same as I'm not even going to try and say it. Reciprocity. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like reciprocity. 
Yeah, reciprocity. That's it. So I think I can get my, my computer to say it. Should we get it? Yeah, because it? It, do, it does say here. Yeah, but it's actually a sub law according to my um, thing from the where I've got my information from. I got it from David Nagel. Yeah, David Nagel. I always have followed him for many many years. He was yeah. well signpost his his yeah. stuff as well in the well, in the description. the natural laws of the universe sheet that I've got here. It talks of psycho. It says the law of psychological reciprocity it's a it says the word you said it i know a subsidiary law of the law of vibration it says whatever you put out comes back all the time but really from where you put it out now my grandma had a saying it says whatever you um whatever the good you do will come back to you but not from the person that you do it to my grandma Which always I've always believed thing. i've always and i've always experienced it as well yeah and that and that is that is true because I've done things and people's come and helped me and I've been like, wow, that person's really good. So, but I I will and my my grandma always said to me about reaping and sowing. She says whatever you whatever seeds you sow, you will reap. But you have to remember when you sow it. One of the things I will end on, um, because we're coming to the end now, um, is that the thing is that when you sow. Whatever you sow, you don't get back a seed, you get back a tree. So if you sow seeds of negativity, you will get trees of negativity. So if you sell if you sow seeds of positivity, you know, anything that we've talked about that's good and it brings a good, you will get trees of possibility of pos of um, positivity back. So we have to remember whatever you're putting out there, it's, it's not that you'll sow a seed, but it's a tree that you get back. You don't get back the seed. You get the tree that then produces the fruit. With also, the well, I actually want to just counteract you on that one is you actually, some plants, depending on what you're planting, you will get the seeds back, but you get more than one. So this is another thing you I really believe in. You get more than one seed. I always feel like you get back ten you get back tenfold of what you put you will, in. You will again, always get back. Positive or negative on it. But let me ask you a question with what you said. What plant have you ever planted that you only get a seed back from? It brings another plant to get the seeds from. So That's you will correct, always yeah. have. But you have to remember that whatever plant that you whether it's a tree you get back or the plant you get back, it will then produce the fruit that has many seeds again. So what I'm saying mm. is that if you if you plant a seed which is negative, you will get mm. back a plant or a tree with fruit that is with many negative, negative fruit. That's there. right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly to... what I was trying to get to. Okay, I think... Um, uh, there was something else I was just going to quickly say that that thing that you said about when people care for you as well. I think this is another thing that sometimes we're like, wow, this person did this thing for me. Uh, they don't owe me anything. Why did they do that? But we forget we've done stuff for people in the past who may not have done something back for us. No. So that's where it comes in, where people will come back and do stuff for you. And don't question it because it is just like universal law in effect. And people are going to do it for you. And that's why I always say allow people to do things for you because you're very quick as people. We are all like this. We're wired a certain way. Most of us. We will go out of our way to help others, but we're only about them helping us back, like this pride type of ego thing. But let people do it for you because that is what you've generated by doing for others. So well, I think I'll close on those. It's, it's funny. I know we have to wrap up now, but the funny thing is that with that, 
um, the law is that you reap what you sow, but then you're not mm. allowing that other person to do the same thing. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Because they now want to sow. I talk about this all the time. Yes, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, it's, it's quite. So, it's, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And these, as I yeah. said, these everything we've talked about today. Mm. If you didn't call it universal laws, most people could look at them and say, "Oh, I've had that happen in my life." This has happened mm. to me. Yes, I did that, but I didn't know it was called that. I didn't know mm. that's what it related to. And this is this is why um, this space is so good to be able to do stuff like that. As I say, I don't know. I know I'm still learning. I will learn until, you know, I drop off, <laughs> I would say. I'm still learning. So there's things that even when I do this, I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah. I didn't remember that. I didn't remember this. And so it jogs my memory. But also I'm like, I didn't know that. So for us, I do think, I know you said, you've said the same thing soon and that it's a learning for you as well. And I definitely think we need a part two where we, we've had more of a conversation about things today, but for really mm -hmm. going to a bit more depth and understanding the rest of them and actually putting more scenarios and real ways of being able to use them because I don't think we did that today we haven't been able to say I to. think this is such a big topic it wasn't going to ever just be covered in the one episode which is absolutely fine it's all good but yeah I think for me it's definitely it's been great learning curve it's been great hearing your side of perspective as well uh Rose on these things and it's interesting then suggestions and thoughts you've brought up and it and again uh the actual metaphors that you brought up as well to compare them to to have that tangible thing and I think you were right at the start our listeners really need that so I hope we've given good content today I feel we have like we always do um we always appreciate any feedback from all of our listeners as always we've got our um email address which is inquiries at mindyourthoughtspodcast.com the new one I'm just like you don't remember i got the right one and um of course we are on instagram too mind your thoughts podcast is the actual uh handle so please do follow us give us a like and a share give us your thoughts your comments and if you have an option on the platform you're listening to this episode we normally have a question at the bottom as well if you've taken anything away from the episode we'd really love your contributions and your thoughts so as always until next time mind your thoughts Thank you for listening to us today. Next time you feel distraught, remember to mind your thoughts.